Okay. <laughs> okay. That's hella loud, man. Yeah. It's alright though, because we need it to be clear. It only seems louder because you're literally in front of me. Do you know what I mean? Mm. So what, it's amplified. What does the gain on the microphone do? It just gains <laughs> more <laughs> sound. <laughs> I'm guessing it just picks up like more noise, like sensitivity. I'm guessing. I think if we keep our hands off the table, because yeah. you can, I, I can hear like. A... Yeah, but so. for me, I'm just worried about you because we're obviously not the same height, are we? No, no, it's fine. It's picking up audio. Are you sure? Just as well. Ah, oh, that's good. Alright, how are you today? I'm alright. Yeah, I've been feeling quite anxious recently. I know, you've been. Uh, when you get anxious, you shake your leg, you, like, can't stop moving your leg around. No, and it's gotten worse over the years. I feel like I do that too, a little bit, but that's mm. just out of, do you know when you just tap your leg? Yeah. But I just do that sometimes, but you do it because you're feeling anxious. Yeah, so. but I've only noticed the increase of all of that recently, um, like, I'll just be, let's say I'm doing work, it's like I understand why I'm anxious and I understand why I'm shaking my leg hurt because I'm uncomfortable, mm-hmm. do you know what I mean? So let's say if I'm going to like a lecture, I'll be shaking my leg like mad because <laughs> I'm trying to concentrate mm-hmm. and I feel like shaking my leg kind of helps me focus, does that make sense? Like I'm shaking my leg right now, it's so weird. Um, and like let's say if I'm in a seminar, if I'm at like home, if I'm even by myself, if I'm outside, like I'll just be shaking my leg or playing with my fingers or literally like if I'm watching a movie and I'm laying down on my feet out or whatever, I just start clenching my feet. <laughs> like mad, I just start clenching my feet. Even when I'm about to go to sleep, I just can't rest. And for me it's like it's more like an irritation thing. Like I'm just a bit irritable because I'm like, oh how do I get this to stop? It's actually really annoying. But I'm not really thinking about it in so much depth, in a sense where, oh, why am I doing this? What is it that I'm thinking about? There must be some sort of subconscious. And it's like, I'd be doing it, and I, when I'm feeling anxious, I don't actively try to think rationally, where I'm like, okay, I'm going to take a pause, and I'm going to think about, oh, why why am I feeling like this? Da-da-da, is there a cure? Is it this? Is it that? I don't think like that. I'm just like literally about to pull my hair and thinking, like, oh, I just want this to stop, I just want this to stop. Do you know what I mean? Mm. So, I think it was like last night, I, after calming down and all that stuff, I was like, oh, do you know what, I'm actually sick of this, like, let me YouTube, like, how to help anxiety, how to cope with it. Mm. And obviously there's different forms and there's different triggers and stuff like that. Um, one of the examples was uh, writing a journal, because if you write a journal, you write down the feelings, the subconscious will, like, kind of come out in a sense and mm. also if you journal regularly that you can notice some sort of pattern mm. and then you could you'll be better for you to cope with it and deal with it because you're like okay this is the reason this is a common thing that seems to be recurring do you think we should um like find a list of like typical things that people do when they're anxious and to see if you do those things too um, um, or, or to see like your responses to what it would say. Do you want to keep the laptop on your end? No, no, that's cool. I think that might be better for you because we're just relying on the mic. 
When do you feel anxious? So, certain signs of anxiety. I want to see the list. You have to talk on, in this direction, by the way. I, I want. I want to see the list and to see oh. if uh, that correlates to anything really. Mm. So, what the fuck was this list? Try and put this in front of you. Oh, okay, okay. We've got a pretty good Is it list. picking up your voice? Yeah. Oh. Um, okay, so how many What's of these on? are there? There's around 10. Actually, no, there's loads, but 11, actually. So the first one is... What is this you've searched? What is it? Um, so this is essentially 11 signs and symptoms of anxiety disorder. So symptoms <clears throat> and signs that you've got it. Uh, so basically s- symptoms. Yeah, signs yeah. and symptoms of anxiety disorder. So the first one but is... But does it subcategorize anxiety disorder or is it just point blank anxiety disorder? I, th- I think it's just generalizing it. Oh, generalized one. Oh, yeah. What is it? So the first one is um, excessive worrying. Yo, that is me to a T. <laughs> I think that... Do you know what though? I think a lot of people do excessively worry and I think it's the whole overthinking culture. Mm-hmm. It's not even a culture, it's what everyone does. Culture. It's not even a culture, it's just what everyone does is human nature, I guess. Um, to a certain extent, but obviously these are probably things that people do um, excessively, mm. like more than average. Yeah. Um, because obviously people If it affects worry. your daily life, obviously it's yeah. going to be considered a disorder. Sort of yeah, thing. I'm guessing these things would be excessive because it's excessive yeah. worrying. Everybody worries, but not necessarily you can get mild anxiety there's like you know mild anxiety and then there's the severe anxiety Mm -hmm. so i think if you go through all of them and more than half the days or almost every day that will be severe if you go through all of them to maybe like a lower extent or you'll have some of those symptoms some days and the other symptoms on other days then it'd probably be mild yeah this is this is basically saying um it has to be every day Mm. So I think that's me every day. So it's basically saying the worrying uh, to be considered a sign of generalized anxiety disorder. Mm -hmm. The worrying must occur on most days for at least six months and be difficult to control. Mm. So, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right. What's the first one? The worrying one. Yeah. So the first one is worrying. Okay. Wait, wait. After each one, like, let's talk about it. So do you feel like you excessively worry? No, not really. Do you have there been situations where recently you've excessively worried about something? Um. Or name an example of a situation where you would excessively worry about. Uh. I don't know. I wouldn't really say I excessively worry about things. I'd say there's some days where I do, but I wouldn't say it's enough for me to say it's excessive. It's mm. not something that's always on my mind. There isn't a certain thing that's constantly on my mind that I'm worrying about. So, so give me an example of something that you would worry about and what your thought process of it would be and when you would stop or if you would continue or like do you know what I mean like your thought process of of something, something you'd worry about let's say um so let's say you worrying about not having done coding for the whole day yeah okay how, how would you deal with that worry so let's say you're worried and you're like oh I haven't coded like what would you do it depends like how I feel like it depends how well I've planned for it 
so maybe if and also if i've if i've lost some sort of motivation for it like the past couple of days i have mm. because it's it's i'm doing something that's like pretty difficult so i mean like like you said just don't burn yourself out mm. but i also have that thing in my head where i feel bad for not doing work it sounds strange yeah but i do feel bad it's not strange there's bare people that feel bad for yeah I, I feel i feel bad for not doing anything that day even though it's like a rest day mm. but because consistently i've been going at it like every single day mm. so i guess i do worry about that even though it's not something that it's that deep yeah I, I wouldn't say it's anxiety worthy because it's not something that's not out of my control yeah maybe it, but do you fear that if you take a break for a day it's going to become a habit is that what you fear i feel yeah a little bit yeah that's because... why you're excessive in how you do like your routine and stuff because you're like yeah I if have... i slip up that's it yeah i have to stick to um a routine because i know do you know how i say like um i can get really obsessive about doing things mm. at the same time like that could be a positive and a negative so mm. i try to well, being have obsessive isn't exactly great is it <laughs> yeah it depends it depends on the way you um put it out there or yeah. or how it affects your daily life yeah I think you're quite healthy doing that, yeah because i know if it was something to do with like um say like in the past where i'd play like games all the time mm. like when I was a kid, I'd play games for so long, for like 12 hours a day. Mm. And my mum and dad used to think there was something wrong with me. Cause <laughs> yeah, I, I that sounds eat. like an addiction would... to me. Yeah, like... yeah. But that's how things are for me. Like, um, even when I was at uni, I wouldn't go to bed. I would just be doing work, even though I didn't have to. <laughs> you sound so like I'm... a nerd. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Even even now, like if I if I wasn't coming over regularly, mm. I'd just be coding or something. I know you would. <laughs> I make you come over the weekends to give yourself a bloody break. Yeah, I'd just be doing that. But I try to balance out. It's way better than before. Um, what do you think is the difference between um, being obsessive and being addicted? Um. Hmm. Maybe it's. It's, do you think addiction's more focused? Like you're focusing on an act and you. I feel like. Uh, or a thing. I, I feel like. I don't know. Maybe you have to read the definitions, but for me, it sounds like if you're addicted to something, then it's not in your choice to be able to stop. Mm. So even if you tried to stop, you can't. I think Maybe. being addicted is more like it's very on it's very focused on something like you're addicted to let's say smoking or gambling or addicted to sugar or addicted to mcdonald's it's like a very repetitive thing very focused but i think being obsessive is like more of like a character trait so it becomes it comes out and it's varied like as in you could be obsessive about multiple things maybe all right so i bet i'm right so this is basically <laughs> saying uh uh, when obsessing, the ritualistic routines become part of everyday life. Yes. Perhaps they comb their hair as an adult the same way as they did as a teenager, or they recheck all the doors several times, even. It's a, it becomes a way of life, isn't it? It's like, it's like a... And a, an addictive behaviour is when, when addicted, a person feels satisfied, unless... A person never feels satisfied unless using the substance. 
Perhaps they drink alcohol to relax or they take prescription drugs to numb the pain or they shop for clothing to feel better about appearances. Um, oh, so they both... I guess they are similar in a way, but for me, it's always just been... Uh, I've always thought of an addiction as something that you can't stop. Like it's extremely difficult to stop. Well, I'm addicted to but, bloody bubble tea, but, but I can't stop. But right? that's not really an addiction. <laughs> well, I, was an I, I, I feel I feel like to know if you got an addiction is if you try to stop it, you can't. I feel like that's when you're but really you addicted. But you can stop all addictions. I don't think that's what you it can't. Is. You can't. You can't. Because imagine if that was you the, can, but it just won't be easy. If, if that was the case, then if it wasn't an addiction to be smoking then people would just stop the next day. Oh, okay. So to get to the point of addiction, it's like you need some sort of therapy to get you out of it. Yeah. I feel like if you if you want to know if you're addicted to something, then go cold turkey. Try and stop it the next day. Oh, I thought you said cold turkey. I was like, cold, cold turkey. Cold like, turkey. Just completely stop. And if you can um, do that... If I you would can be do that, sweating. You... But you could. I would be sweating. I'll actually be shaking. <laughs> you could, though. Um, I was actually getting withdrawal symptoms from having carry boats for like a day. Did I tell you that? Um, when I was, was this? I was legit getting withdrawal as fuck. I started whiling out. You know, I was trying to prevent myself from. When was this? B. I literally I tried to prevent myself from buying another bubble tea, and it was like it was like must have been like nine o'clock or something in the evening, and I started messaging the group chat just for bounce. This was for like bounce, but I started messaging my friends group chat and my family group chat, and I was like, oh, does anyone want to lend me seven pounds and I'll pay you back by the end of the year, like gradually? And for me, that was meant to be a joke, and then. And then and they were like, oh, what was it for? And I'm like, I want to buy bubble tea. But I don't want to spend £7. Because like, obviously when you go into delivery, it's a whole like service fee you have to pay. Mm. Delivery charge. It's just a whole thing, right? And they want to pay that. And also it's like another way of me trying to not consume sugar like that, right? And then it's like, for the first time, I don't think it'll be successful. Two of my friends on the group chat, the friends group chat, they offered to transfer me money. And my sister and my brother both like... Probably because you... Money. They probably thought... Because you were desperate for it or like you were broke or something. No, because I don't usually ask for money. So I understand oh. my family doing that because I actually don't ask them for money or anything. My sister tries to throw money at me and I'm like, no, no, it's fine, it's fine. But my friends, like, KG was pretty like, oh yeah, I'll send you it, don't worry. And I was like, no, like, don't. I'm trying to stop. You're supposed to like, support me. You're not supposed to feed my flipping addiction. It's not an addiction. I know. But I was there sweating and my brother transferred me £7. My sister transferred me like £30 because she's a G like that. <laughs> And I thought, oh, I'm just saving it at thirty seven pounds, you know. Yes, <laughs> it's quite good. And what did I do? I bought it and I felt guilty. But I felt satisfied as well. Do you know what I mean? Alright, come on, let's not blabber. Alright, number two on the list is feeling agitated. So when when someone is feeling anxious, part of this sim- sympathetic nervous system goes into overdrive. This kicks off a cascade of effects throughout the body, such as a racing pulse, sweaty palms, shaky hands, and dry mouth. Oh, the amount of times I've complained about my dry mouth. Mm, it's because you don't drink enough water. Yeah, I think that's mainly it. These symptoms occur because your brain believes you have, you have sensed danger and it's preparing your body to react to the threat. Mm. I think that for me is anxiety, though, isn't it? It's one of. Oh, it's a symptom. symptom. Yeah, Agitation. yeah. Yeah, I do get. I, th- I feel like, yeah, yeah, you're right. I feel I like. I, I feel like. I feel like, it's when you're feeling um, uh, anxious, 
all together it's like a combination of everything together oh, so like, they're just really specifying each of those yeah things. oh yeah for sure i feel agitated yeah because mm-hmm. i feel like when you're going through it, it's really difficult to um like sometimes you yeah. don't even know why you're feeling a certain mm-hmm. way do you know what though you know anxiety right it's disorder in it oops <laughs> <laughs> um you know anxiety is a disorder right and there are people with anxiety like myself for example that is a diagnosis like it's, a, it's anxiety it's, an, it's a disordered thing right mm-hmm. you have to try and get help for it but a lot of people they experience agitation just as a regular feeling mm-hmm. in their body they experience agitation and i think the whole oh i have anxiety i have such anxiety comes from that i think what they mean is oh i feel very agitated it's not i have anxiety mm. anxiety is is actually a whole disorder like, why are you putting that on yourself like you're actually <laughs> agitated and that's it do you know what I mean? Yeah, I, I guess. I remember my friends, they were like, they were out of mine, and I think they were taking the piss and they're like, oh, don't you think it's funny? Like, every American's like, I have anxiety. Oh my God, I have anxiety. <laughs> <laughs> and they were saying, like, oh, like, literally everyone's just like, oh my God, I have anxiety. I have such anxiety. Like, they just say anxiety. It's like, it's just becoming a thing. Oh. But people oh, are forgetting that, no, okay, you actually yeah. don't have anxiety. You're feeling quite agitated. It's probably it's probably where, um, where people use terms so much that the truth, like definition definition and like what it is has been lost a little bit yeah by that definitely if some if everybody overuses it like incorrectly mm. and it's like but you know what i actually think this is interesting because even when people experience sadness for a period of time or feel heavy or feel like they just want to stay in bed for the whole day it's like immediately it's like oh i've been feeling really depressed or i've been feeling really like this mm. But it's like, no, like, you're not depressed, you're, this is sadness, this mm. is what sadness is. Um, because you have a symptom of depression, or a couple of symptoms of depression for like a week or two weeks or a month, or I don't know how the long the period is, but mm. that's not depression. Do you know what I mean? And I think when people say, oh, like, I went through depression, or I went through anxiety, or I went through this, I went through that, it becomes like, I think it's becoming way too normalised, because I think people don't actually realise, no, that's not anxiety you're feeling, that's not depression you're just sad or you're just agitated or you're just been a bit worrisome recently do you mm. know what i mean and i think people it's very important for people to know what they have and what it is and not just immediately think oh well this i've seen this uh, anxiety video the other day or i saw this depression post the other day oh my god i must be depressed but it's not like diagnosed do you know mm. what i mean i think people are just diagnosing themselves at this point it's like yeah you can get help and stuff but I think you definitely need to know when you have it and when you don't have it and when to use that term and when not to use that term. Yeah. Um, Jordan Peterson's got, like, a really good, in my opinion, a really good definition of um, uh, of of what it was like to be depressed. Because I'm sure he was depressed too and his daughter. And yeah, he, he was. He, he, was he, had, he had an analogy. He said, actually, not really an analogy. He said, um, uh, what's it called? So he said... It's actually worse than that. One of the things Michaela, his daughter, told me when she thought, well, what is it like to be depressed? And he said, well, imagine you have a dog and you really love that dog and then that dog dies. And then about two or three years ago, our dog died and it was Michaela's dog and she really liked that dog. And she said that was bad, but it was the equivalent of her dog dying every day. Yeah, that's, 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 how she, that's a very good that, That's how she felt. That's how she um, described ex- yeah described what uh, depression felt like. It was mm-hmm. like your dog dying every single day, like <laughs> every single day for as long as that's, for I as think long for as long accurate. as possible. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, that's it's quite accurate. I mean, 
some people feel different severities of the emotion mm. i mean is depression an emotion it's not it's a mental state but yeah. some people feel um different severities of that are, are in different severities of that mental state but it doesn't mean that one is like less depressed than the other Do yeah, you know what i mean yeah, like or it's, it's just it's a bit more than that but yeah that is a good example it, it, it is kind of difficult as well because um you could have your own definition of what is to be mm. anxious or depressed but if it doesn't fit in line with uh what someone else is saying or mm. how someone else feels it doesn't mean uh it's undermining that other person's feelings mm. that they're going through mm. it's just there's many different ways of feeling um depressed or mm. anxious you know mm. you could People feel symptoms, yeah you yeah. could feel one symptom like in this list way more than the other doesn't mm. mean like man i feel way more fatigued and someone could be like well i feel way more uh tense and stuff like that mm. but still you can't really measure feeling but, yeah exactly I mean? exactly exactly you can't because everyone just deals with things in different ways like you can't really measure feeling like that i mean depression for me though it was very much like uniform in a sense where i was in very particular mental state for like every day for a very long time mm. um and i know like when i talk to you about it, you'd be like you just need to change perspective you just need to change perspective which ultimately i know i need to do is just look at things in a slightly different way alter my mindset mm-hmm. but when you're in that mental state it's like it's almost like it's concrete it feels like it's concrete mm. like it doesn't alter it didn't alter for me it was the same feeling the same really deathly feeling inside every mm. day the same lack of motivation, the same sleep issues, appetite, the same view of the world, the same view of the outside, like the whole feeling and everything was very the same every single day. Mm. And I thought it can't get worse than this until it did. Do you mm. know what I mean? So I think that dog dying analogy is quite good. But for me, I don't I wouldn't say it felt like, oh my dog died. I mean I never had a dog. So yes, yeah, so <laughs> exactly then. But it's similar for me but, but it's a... it's just that feeling of yeah I, I can only i've never had a pet too but i'm guessing that feeling would be extremely bad and to mm. to put that into like context i mean i'm using the dog dying analogy as the mindset so the dog's death is the mindset yeah which is every day yeah. Do you see what I mean? Yeah. That's what I mean. Oh, like, okay, okay. Do you know what and, I mean? And it's like uniform, like consistently the same every day. Yeah. Yeah. Have you ever been, um, have you ever felt agitated? Agitated? I always get agitated. Like, I do. Yeah. You get so agitated. I end up feeling that <laughs> shit. I'm like, bro, can you want to speak to me? Oh my God. When we first started dating, it was so bad. Like your agitation, that shit would rub off on me like mad. I'd be like, you okay? Like I'll try to shake it out of you and I'll just start crying because I couldn't take it. <laughs> Do you remember? Yeah. Oh, God, those days are so, like... Those were tough times, though. But you've gotten so much better in terms of your agitation, I think. I, I, mean, don't, I don't even know where that comes from. With the agitation? Yeah. Well, I think since I came into your life, it's definitely, like, calmed down a bit. Yeah, it has. Wouldn't you agree, though? Yeah, I'd say so, yeah. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> I wasn't even joking, fam. 100%. I'm so glad you agree. <laughs> <laughs> I used to get so agitated about, like, the smallest things. Go on, what's number three? um restlessness so restlessness is another common symptom of anxiety especially in children and teens when someone is experiencing restlessness they often describe this feeling on edge or having an uncomfortable urge to move 
That's me, fam. That's you as well, right? A little bit. With the on-edge shit, but a little bit. Not so much restless, but you definitely no, on-edge no. sometimes. Yeah. But that's usually like a, a specific situation. Um, I would... Most of these symptoms that we're gonna go through, I would say, not even by looking at them, I'd say I would I do not feel these things like every single day. Mm. So I wouldn't say it was heightened. I'd say for me it was mild, but I felt. Would you say your what your symptoms were driven by specific circumstances? It was very situational. Yeah, yeah it's very situational. That wouldn't happen a lot. It's not consistently every day, no. 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 But you you learn to deal with these things and cope with these things really well, though, isn't it? Um. Would you say? I feel like I've learned to work through them, not that they're gone, mm. but I've learned how to still uh, get on with my day, even though those things exist. Mm. And that's just by forcing myself to do that for mm. a long time. Mm. I don't know if that's completely healthy to do, but it's just a way for me to um, be I able to... Think there's a, I, don't, I wouldn't say that's unhealthy, because you, you're fine, like you deal with it. Yeah, because it's just a way for me to get through the day, mm. and then I'll reflect on it at the end of the day and say why do I feel like that but I mean during the if I've got something to do I'll be like man I feel like this but I've still got to finish this and get to the end do you know what um I don't disagree with that because I even saw like a TED talk I didn't watch it but I have a you know I have an idea of what it's about but it was like how to go about your daily life with depression Mm -hmm. so it doesn't take tell you about how to cope with it it tells you about how to do stuff whilst you have it. Do you mm. see what I mean? And I even saw this um, thing, this video, it was about consistency, like how to be consistent every day kind of thing. And this woman, like, she was saying like these tips about how to be consistent in your daily life. And one of the things that she mentioned was um, uh, all the feelings I experienced, like the negative feelings and all that shit, just ignore it. And I was like, what, is this bitch crazy? Like, you can't ignore your feelings. But that's what you learn, like when you when you're in like mental health surroundings and like you're talking to people, you know, mental health advisors, etc., etc. They mm. tell you, okay, this is how you can cope with it. This is how you can address your feelings. It's very focused on addressing your feelings. Mm. Cognitive behavioral therapy, like you're basically addressing your feelings. That's what it's about. You're thinking about, okay, what's your thought? How does it make you feel? Is it rational? No, obviously it's not rational. Um, and like help you move on, basically. Mm. But when you ignore it, it's like you're not dealing with it. But it's like for some people, dealing with it, the emotion, it helps them in the long run. But with others, it might make them feel worse. Mm. But it's like, are you running away from your problems or are you deciding to focus, like shift your focus elsewhere? Like, who's to say that's healthy or not healthy? But then there's the argument that, oh, yeah, you can ignore it for now. But later on in life, what if those issues come back? You haven't dealt with them. Mm. Do you know what I mean? But some people, it's like, it's no biggie, I forgot about it. The difficult thing, though, is when um, someone's going through that, uh, like, just being, say if someone isn't going through depression and you've got a perspective or you tell someone that, oh, just keep your head up and keep moving forward, mm. it's kind of really difficult to say that because you're, you, like, the perspective, like, that angle that you're coming from is one from a healthy mindset perspective. Mm. So getting through your day won't be as treacherous as someone who has Mm. a load of other complications that stop them from doing that. Mm. If the path was like completely straight Mm. to be able to go like throughout your day and bob and weave through all those issues that will get you down, Mm. 
then everybody would do that. Nobody would want to be depressed. So I think the difficult thing, why I feel like the people who explain those things are the best are the ones who've actually gone through depression themselves mm. because they can tell you how um, they've got to the finish line. Not the finish line because you can slip back into that. It's just a mindset at the end mm. of the day. Um, so. I agree. The thing is, the reason why I can understand why some people get irritated like when they're like, oh, you know, you have to just change your mindset or you just have to be a bit positive. I can understand the irritability there because there are loads of people out there that go through really shit times in life. Mm. Even people with, like, that don't have depression or anxiety necessarily, but they've had some shit lives. Like, mm. do you see what I mean? They've yeah. experienced pain, they've experienced hurt, they've experienced loss, heartbreak, all of those things. But it's like, they can cope every day. Mm. Like, they can go on with their day-to-day life. It's not affected, like, the quality of life's not affected, um, even though they've gone through so much pain. And I think it's more like a mentality where it's like, oh, why are you feeling sorry for yourself? Mm. Why are you sympathising with yourself? You just have to change your mentality. You just have to move on, brush it off, get up, this, that, da, 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 da. As much as I agree with these things, it's not the best way to deal with these things mm. at the same time. It's like, even though, okay, you're talking to someone that's got, like, that has a really bad mindset or that's mentally ill, they might have not gone as, uh, through as many tough times, if you want to call it, as you have but the difference is and the molding is and the baseline of everything is foundation is your mindset and it's like yeah you've gone through more probably worse stuff but you ultimately do have the healthier mindset but then it's like yeah but i created this mindset i forced myself to have this mindset Mm. do you know what i mean i guess there's there's this very um clash Mm. i think as to why a lot of people don't favor you know mental health or they don't support it so much mm-hmm. or understand it or do you know what i mean it, but it's also difficult to um not be ignorant about it if you don't know someone who goes through it mm-hmm. either because you I, you I think they think they do understand because it's like it's pain it's emotions it, it's more it's, i think they I've, see mental health as emotions and not yeah, a mental state i feel like it's more than that like because it's something that's out of your control you know, say if That's I was, why it's for mental health. Say, say, if, say, for example, I was just lazy. Right? Mm-hmm. Say I was just lazy. It would be easier to get into a routine that I can change and be more productive because I'm just fucking lazy, right? Mm-hmm. It's just a matter of just saying, okay, I'm not gonna be, I'm not gonna be fucking lazy anymore. Mm-hmm. But if you, if you're depressed and you're trying to change that mindset and every single part of you just feels completely hopeless, mm-hmm. then just moving off that starting mark to um to the first point is just extremely difficult and that i feel like that's one of the biggest differences mm. um it's just not it it's like it's like you have no desire not even the desire like you feel completely hopeless and you don't even have any sense of energy in you right to do anything at all mm. and then someone says do that mm. like how are you going to get there in the first place ah but that's the thing though mm. like even people with healthier mindsets experience days where they can't be asked to do shit. Yeah. But they do it anyway. Mm. Do you think it's but, the not doing doing it anyway part that's really difficult when you're depressed? Um, like like thing. where you can just push through either way, every day. This is the thing though, like, apparently you can do anything because humans have the most powerful thing which is willpower right Mm -hmm. but then there's mental health 
and there's this whole issue where it's like you can't help it but ultimately you can mm. but i think these are actions it's like yeah i can go out and go for a run every day i can go and socialize with a bunch of people i can have a routine you try these things yet you still have the same mindset mm. you don't feel good you're crying every day you're this you're that you're depressed you're low you can't see anything good in life mm. i think it's like it's it's mindset you can't i think people associate doing tasks and daily tasks and doing things you don't want to do with mindset and i think they they kind of confuse the two a little bit mm-hmm. do you see what i mean i don't know if you can't do i always I, I just feel like if you if you're unable to find the motivation to do even the basic things for yourself right mm-hmm. say you're in deep depression mm-hmm. like you've got no you just can't get that energy to do anything at all and then someone's telling you to get into a routine right mm-hmm. and it's down to willpower I guess that's why uh, Jordan Peterson says, like, you should try and every little victory is something that you should celebrate mm. because that's a, like a small increment into um, better, getting better. Getting better mm. Yeah. But that's the thing, you know, when you're in that headspace, it's very difficult for you to celebrate the small milestones you go through because it's like it's never enough mm. to be able to cope every day. Like, let's say, okay. Um, every day this month I was in bed I didn't open the curtains I didn't shower I didn't get myself into a routine I just stayed in bed and cried and got out of bed when the sun set um, I can probably open the curtains this time mm-hmm. stayed in bed for like five hours less and then started my day I probably won't see that as a milestone because I still ain't doing shit do you know what I mean the mm. difference is I opened the curtains this morning and instead of waking up at sunset I woke up at like I don't know 4pm it's like my day do you know what I mean Mm -hmm. it's very difficult to do that because it just feels like it's never enough you know but I think yeah with the mindset thing that we're both talking about um you have bad days some bad days and have a good mindset on majority of the days but to be like to have disordered mentality disordered thinking it's an everyday thing do you know Mm -hmm. what I mean or more than every no more than half a day sort of thing yeah. yeah um there's a quote as well where he says uh people aren't good without a purpose and this isn't hypothesizing we absolutely understand the circuitry that underlines that underlies positive emotion we know how it works almost all the positive emotion that any of you are likely to experience in your life will not be a consequence of attaining things mm-hmm. it will be a consequence of seeing that things are working as you proceed towards a goal you value so mm. any goal or value like that's true because um we're humans are just goal orientated you know mm. like either you want to get a house you want to not be depressed you want to um, be better than you were last year um it's always down to a goal so he 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 thinks that being able to find a goal that's worthy enough for you to push yourself towards something that's the best way mm. and also having um incremental successes right towards getting that goal is really valuable mm. do you think what do you think about that i agree i think definitely yeah i agree it's really helpful yeah 100 percent. and i think that's why a lot of people are um, quite religious because that's their purpose in life to please god to get to heaven man like my my <laughs> my um uh my thoughts on religion thoughts on that are interesting because i feel like 
do you know when if we search the most depressed like people. countries or whatever like that it's never it's never the um it's never islamic countries right because all, all the suicide rates in islamic countries aren't high but then again let's not focus on islam though like yeah Christianity yeah, yeah just islam just in general just yeah. with religion and i feel like the reason for that is because when you have religion right you there's always a sense of hope mm-hmm. right i think that's one of the positive positive things about religion is that it always gives people a sense of hope and it purpose. always gives people like purpose and feel purpose. like say say for example right i am in an exam and um um like i've worked extremely hard like and then i go into that test and i pray man i hope this all goes well for me mm. i feel like i've got reinforcement with me i've got something else that's reinforcing all the efforts that i put into something it's like a manifestation. You use God's yeah. um, trust in God as like a manifestation yeah. sort of thing. I mean, ultimately, it's the law of attraction, really. People, it depends how you see it. I mean, ultimately, it is the law of attraction. But I think to people that are religious, it will be the law that is believing in God. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I do respect that about religion. I mean, I'm not religious myself. But for that, that element of religion, I do love it. I do. Of course, great. man. I feel like you, you've got this. There's always a need to have hope, mm. and that is the greatest hope. I guess that you it's can like have, you know? I guess religion's more like one okay, of the greatest. Hopes you you trust in God. You have hope in God that He will you know, do everything you, for you. Because mm. um, ultimately, you're bettering yourself as a person, right? Yeah. You're trying to work on yourself, your successes, your entry to heaven, or whatever it is, right? And it's like, ultimately, you do this for you, but you're like all in the permission and the, the grace of God. Do you know what I mean? You, you feel like you're not on the battle by yourself. You feel like something else is with you. Yeah. Like you've got a, you've got something supporting mm. you spiritually. I see God as hope. Yeah. But people see God as like a being that makes it happen. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I don't know. I, I, I feel like it's just um, like an extension of. This is some life of Pi conversation, yeah. bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, I, I love that song. Kind of a life of Pi conversation, though. All right, actually, before we go on a tangent, let's go to number five. I don't. Are even, we not on number four? I don't even think we'll. Bro, we need to stop going on these tangents. I, I don't even think we'll get to eleven. How many? How long have we been recording for? Um, it didn't even say thirty-eight minutes. Fantastic. All right, come on, let's continue. Okay, <laughs> what what number are we on? We're on number four, I swear. Okay, so, oh, yeah, you're right. Number four is uh, fatigue. Becoming easily fatigued is another potential symptom of generalized anxiety disorder. This symptom can be surprising to some, as anxiety is commonly associated with hyperactivity or arousal. What? Saw <laughs> 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 well, that again, sorry. Okay, becoming easily fatigued is another potential symptom of generalized anxiety disorder. Mm-hmm. The symptom can be surprising to some, as mm-hmm. anxiety is commonly associated with hyperactivity or arousal. Isn't that both the same? Hyperactivity? No, not really. It's not the hyperactivity same. Hyperactivity and arousal are both heightened senses, right? Yeah, but that could be something else. Oh, but that is anxiety, right? It's a heightened sense yeah. or something. Oh, yeah, I get it. Sorry, I get it. For some... Fatigue can follow an anxiety attack, while others, the fatigue can be chronic. So just fatigue in general, um, just, yeah. Fatigue, innit? 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, okay. Do you have fatigue? Do you experience fatigue? No. Okay, cool, cool. Thanks. I, I obviously experience fatigue. Yeah, you have fatigue. Bro, I have fatigue. Fatigue should be my middle name. Uh, number five is difficulty concentrating. One study including one study including one hundred and fifty seven children and teens with a generalized anxiety disorder found that more than two thirds had difficulty concentrating. So more than two thirds of what children had difficulty concentrating. What is the study based on? Uh, one hundred and fifty seven children Anywhere. with generalized anxiety disorder. Oh, I see. Okay, so it's kids with. Anxiety disorder. Oh, I see. Okay. Another study in 175 adults with the same disorder found that almost 90% reported having difficulty concentrating. That's me. Their worst, the worse their anxiety was, the more trouble they had. With concentrating. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's definitely with me. Um, I don't know, man. Is there a flipping cure for this shit? Because it's actually ruining my life. Not gonna lie. Is there what cure? A cure. Um. It's know. really messed up, not gonna lie. It's it's really difficult. Very, very difficult. I feel like one of the things that helped me concentrate. Mm. I feel like for me I've only got like a three hour window and then everything else is just bullshit. Mm. Even if I um uh I, I did I'm sure there's some sort of study on it on flow state and stuff like that. Mm. And um I feel like if I study for like six, seven hours, I'll get three good hours and then the rest is just, it, it's like, um, it's the, it's the curve, isn't it? The curve graph. It's like the more you do or like the more concentration you have, the more productive you get. Yeah. It's like a hockey then, stick. Yeah. Like, yeah it, it's just, <laughs> <laughs> no, it is a good example because it's, it's, it's just that, like, it's, it's this graph. It's like. Okay, the more time, say, say, the more concentration, say, but say, then the concentration lowers. Do you say, for I mean? example, you've just got a straight graph, right? Yeah. Just think of a straight line. Yeah. And the straight line is just uh, you studying. And then it, and then the, the top. top, yeah, the top of the graph would be like the flow state area. And then it progressively goes back down to just... You're basically saying what I'm saying, Yeah. You're saying the x-axis is the time span. All right, so, calm yeah. down. We're talking about <laughs> axes now, yeah? <laughs> <laughs> All right, let me. I have to explain it to the viewers. X axis is time spent on um, your concentration, and then the y axis is your concentration levels. So the more time, possibly, the more concentration. So you're in a deep flow state, but the more time you spend, the concentration decreases, which is why you need regular breaks, people. Take those breaks, people. Um. What what do you find so difficult about studying? You struggle with studying for a uh, uh extended period of time. What what I find difficult? Yeah. Everything. Okay, so get into specifics, right? I have difficulty focusing on things like a movie, uh, a show, reading, someone talking to me, um, just for thought in general, bro. The concentration is literally non-existent. I tried to read an article and I was reading the same line several times. I think everyone can relate to that. Yeah. People have trouble reading yeah. in that sense. Um, but mine is very like repetitive and very like it affects everything. Do you know what I mean? Mm. I feel like I can't even get like an essay done on time. 
I can't read a document in time. I can't, do you know what I mean? Even if I get, give myself several days to do it, it's like I'm on the same point for good week, good two weeks. There's like no improvement. Do you see what I mean? It's too minimal for me to get a task done. Um, even movies, even if it's like Modern Family or something, bro, I space out on a like hardcore level. It's like everything. It's not even about, oh, on boring tasks, it's easy for you to divert your mind because it's not interesting. Even things that are interesting, I can't concentrate. Do you know what I mean? It's more like that. My, it's like it's a, it becomes a blur. Do you feel like that's also based on uh, interest or something that you're interested in, you're more likely to have more like uh, okay. concentration and retention after? I like, think it's many say, factors. Say, for example, you read for example you read something that you're interested in Mm. um and after that would you have more retention for that thing that you've read that you're interested in than if i wasn't reading something i was interested in yeah um i think it depends on several factors i think one it can depend on things like what kind of a learner you are or how you how your attention is grabbed it could be visuals it could be auditory or it could be kinesthetic where you do for you so for me i think i'm better at audio um i could be better at kinesthetic i don't know my concentration levels depending on visual auditory or kinesthetic learning type stuff is very kind of probably equally spaced maybe um like for me you have to but interest uh, levels definitely is a factor but for me i wouldn't say it's a factor of why i lose concentration i feel like um because you could probably try every option and exhaust those options. Mm. Maybe if it's audio, try try find everything audio about something you're trying to learn or mm. something written if you like written stuff. Mm. Because for me, when I'm trying to learn things, mm. it's difficult. For, it's not that difficult for me to learn things because I know the way that I learn mm-hmm. or um, retain information that, mm-hmm. and that's just by um, writing things down mm-hmm. and also doing. Mm. Because I could watch. I could listen to something, but I'd say after I listen to a podcast or something about some information, mm. like 40% goes right through my head mm. and I've forgotten it. But if I've done something, right, mm. if um, a topic's been talked about and then I go and research that topic, mm. then 80% is through. Do you know what I mean? There is knowledge. Like, knowledge yeah. is like, you can read a bunch of shit, but it's all information unless you're you're knowing it, you're trying to actively know about it. Yeah. So by writing things down, by doing by researching it, by doing it, you're gaining a knowledge of that information. Not not everybody though, like not everybody um has that same thing. I think so because it's like exams these days. It's like is it testing your memory or is it testing your knowledge? Exams are just like say for example when you're in school, if you've got a great memory you're gonna do it extremely well in tests. Yeah, it's exactly. it's but that doesn't mean that you have better knowledge. Exactly. So, do you see what I mean? But like, that, but that is a positive. Like, it depends what you're trying to do. Mm. If you had to write some code, if I had to write a program, right, then your memory is not going to serve you well because it's impossible for you to mm. know. I think your memory won't serve you well in a lot of things. Like, yeah, sure, you ace your exam, but in real life. Yeah, um, yeah, that's true. Because you know I, I, mean? I used to really think that a lot of information was based on like you need to remember every single page every single line Mm. but that's not the case because in the real world especially like most of the things that i've done whether that's uh games development or coding you can't remember everything you Mm. have to do it 
like it's it's repetition it's repetition and understanding yeah. mm. you under i feel like you start to understand through repetition mm. you can yeah it's yeah. a form but i think repetition yeah. is also a technique to remember things yeah. to retain information it's repetition want to say that's understanding maybe if you repeatedly do something you might understand the concept of why you're doing it mm. but i wouldn't say that's directly correlated so much like you need to understand that people can understand things in so many ways yeah that's true actually yeah maybe you can create like an anecdote sort of thing in your head where oh yeah okay this psychological definition makes sense to me because i can apply it to a certain point in my life mm. And put yourself in the shoes. Do, do you do something that um i think that's why uh, i'm quite good at stuff because i can i can relate things to like my past experience what's that oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um like especially with like studying and stuff like do you know where people used to use like flashcards and stuff mm. i never i wasn't a flashcard yeah card i can loads of people really enjoy flashcards for me it was just it looked pretty. I wanted to be yeah, a flashcard babe. Yeah. I really did. But you you seem like even the way that um you plan things compared to me or write things down while you're learning, you like to write down a lot of things. Like mm. you like to write and uh break things down to yourself. Mm. And I wish I could do that, but I can't. I can't break things down to myself like that. If um one of the best best examples I can use right now is for programming. I like to um I don't even know if it's the right term, but it's like brute forcing stuff. So if I don't understand something, I'm going to throw everything else that I know at it and see if it works. Mm. But some people like to find the answer, direct, the, the, like the direct answer. But I know it takes longer for me to do that, but I also find little things along the way. Mm. And that's how I feel. So you, you prefer the process? Yeah. So if I've got an issue, I'll throw every single thing that I know. And if it doesn't work, then I'll eventually ask for help or find the answer. Mm. And But I never directly go to the answer. Maybe I should start to <laughs> save me a lot of time. No, because you, you want to figure out yourself. That is what you're meant to do, essentially. If you ask for the answer, you're not learning, are you? You're mm. not applying your knowledge. Yeah. But it could excel. It depends, man. It could excel. Uh, you're learning in certain ways, but you're... Um, but the variations of issues that you get aren't going to be as great as if you uh, try to find out yourself. Yeah, for sure. Right, what's the next one? Uh, number six is irritability. Wait, Ooh. wait, right? What? What? What's... Yeah, we haven't heard irritability. We heard fatigue and then we heard uh, restlessness. Oh, irritability. Mm. But mine, mine's on like high. I'll get irritated easily. Oh, you're annoying when you get irritated. I'm not gonna lie, because you don't voice it. You just keep it in, and then you're like this. You're like this walking sense of radiation of irritability. And I just want to pop it so badly because it pisses me off. <laughs> pisses me off so much. At least when I'm irritated, I let it out. You keep it in. Uh, and it's it, depa- annoying. It, depa- it depends. It depends. No, you let your irritations out to me, and it pisses me off because I'm like, if you had dealt with your irritation to that person, you wouldn't be irritated. Yeah, like I guess. That's true. That's what I started doing. I just felt like when you let out your irritation or you let out how you're truly feeling to certain people or about certain things and address your issues, you're going to be able to sleep at night and you're going to be able to rest. If you don't let out that irritation or address your irritation, you're not going to be able to sleep at night. I feel like I do. I always I always do it. I feel yeah. like the, um, whatever issues or whatever like that. You're going to address your issues. But, but, I, feel, but I feel like the time span that I take, like... Is a bit long still. Yeah, it's long. 
I need to reduce that. I think it, for you, it's a pride issue, though, not gonna lie. Yeah, um, you got yeah. a bit of pride. Really like, no, nah, I'm not gonna show them that I'm bothered. <laughs> <laughs> That's who you're like. No, I'm not gonna talk to them. I'm not gonna show them that I'm bothered. Uh, so yeah. you, you oh, you're such a i feel like i could reduce that time a lot oh what the letting yourself be irritated yeah because i know because i know when know it, I, I know when it's know? coming i know when it's coming and i should just be like do you know bob and weave away from it you are so patient you patience the irritability thing out until you're impatient yeah, that's not but good. But that's yeah. not being patient. Letting yourself be irritated isn't being patient. That's just, you're just tolerating nonsense. It's you just like, I mean? oh, it's just like this. It's just like the irritation is just like air being put into a balloon, right? Mm. And then it eventually pops. But mine's like slowly pushing like... Do you know what you are? You're a fucking helium balloon. I mean, you're a hot air balloon. That's what you are. You need flames. And then eventually just... That's nice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's the next one? You don't really get irritated that much, I wouldn't say. Are you kidding me? No, no, like, in general, like... I try to be a very peaceful person, okay? But this is me actively trying my best. Well, well I mean, I feel like you do. You don't get as irritated as me. I would just say that. You don't. Wait, I'm one of the most opinionated persons in the world. That's not... Opinions aren't, like, aren't the same as but, being irritated. But though. I'm saying, because I'm so opinionated, I get very irritated. Because the opinions and the, it's everything just very it fuels me, it fuels my irritability. I think my me being opinionated fuels my irritability to things. Do you know? I remember in the first time I was like in jail, I was irritated as fuck. I was like a walking ball of like a little bit, but I, w- I wouldn't say so. Maybe I think because may- I felt maybe, it to such a high degree. Yeah, maybe you feel like that, but I would say on a day to day basis, not really. Okay, that makes me feel better because I thought I started to come out right. No, not really, not at all. Mm. I'll oh, tell you, I, I tell you, I was way more. Yeah, you could be a bit. Oh, dumb shit too sometimes. <laughs> I'm petty though. Do you know what? Irritation, it I, feels I so am, intense. I am petty. Do you think? Yeah, 100%. I think 100%, I think I'm petty. Petty about what though? I've got chips and dips on my face. <laughs> really? <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I can be petty. Really? Yeah. I'm a joker, mate. Alright, number seven is tense muscles. Wait, let's read this. But it says. I kind of feel like these are very, very linked. Like being tense. Having yeah, that's that, that's that's what restlessness. I said, that's, you're not resting. That's what I said at the beginning. It's like a culmination. Is that the word? These are very specific of everything together. All together, they're basically the same thing. Yeah, but it's breaking it oh, down. These are so specific. Oh yeah, hundred percent, bro. Having tense muscles on most days of the week is another frequent symptom of anxiety. Whilst tense muscle may be muscles may be common it's not fully understood why they they're associated with anxiety would you do you because i'm bloody restless do you get tense muscles b did you not see me watching the movie fam that's not oh my god i think me clenching my feet am i am i I thinking am i thinking a different thing when tense muscle or maybe i'm probably thinking a different thing like when you're actually tense Mm. i get tense i think you get kind of tense too sometimes (sighs) no Yeah, I do. Yeah. But it's more my leg area that gets tense. Sometimes I clench my fist as well, but I don't think that's tense. I know, I know you, like, like tap your leg and shit, but that's not really... Yeah, when I clench my feet, like, let's say, look at my toes. They're curled right now. When I do that, I'm usually tensing my calves and then my thighs. Tensing my okay, calves. yeah, I guess. Yeah. I guess. But that could be different in everybody, though. 
Yeah. 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 On to the next. Trouble falling or staying asleep. Oh my days. That's insomnia. That's you. Do you remember that's, I was so bored I woke you up and you got so pissed off at That's me. you. I started waking up. I was just annoying you in your sleep. You got so, so annoyed at me. I thought you were going to beat me up, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Go on. I was like, you got time for this. Yeah. Sleep disturbances are strongly associated with anxiety disorders. Waking up in the middle of the night and having trouble falling asleep are the two most commonly reported problems. Yeah. Tell us about your sleep. It's just really shit, isn't it? Like, I could go to bed really early and I end up falling asleep at like 4, 5, 6 a.m. I feel like you get a good amount of sleep, but the time it takes for you to sleep is really bad. I think I've got trouble falling asleep and staying asleep. I think think the staying asleep is a little bit better now. Yeah, my staying asleep is a little bit better, but it's still interrupted. That is Mm. why it's so long. Do Mm. you see what I mean? So it's not like, oh, I walk around with two hours of sleep. It's not like that. It's it's more falling asleep stage, very, very long. And also staying asleep stage, very, very interrupted. But mm-hmm. still, it'll probably equate to like about seven to nine hours of sleep. I'd say nine. <laughs> yeah, okay. I think you definitely get around nine I do get more sleep when you're here, though. You get way more sleep than me, 100%. Yeah, okay. I'd say yeah, so. I do. Yeah, yeah, probably, yeah. I do. But it's just the falling asleep thing. My body does need a bit more sleep. Maybe you might just need to be more relaxed before you go to bed, you know. If only you had a bath. Nah, do you know what I need? That'll do you wonders, don't you? I need someone to take my worries away. Mm. Only I can do that, though. (laughs) (laughs) Just need to know the root of my issues. Do you think a bath would actually help? I think that would. I used to take a nighttime bath, but when I bath in the evenings, I feel a little bit more awake. Really? Mm. But then when I bath in the mornings... I feel tired. Or showers. I actually know you can't have showers all the time because um, that skin. Oh, <laughs> 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 my dry skin. <coughs> I can't shower like more than once a day because my skin will just dry up. Yeah, I have to retain the natural oils in my body, you know. Mm. <laughs> the way you said that, like, because of my skin. Yeah, skin. <laughs> so Alright, on to the next. Number nine. Is that the final one? We've got 11. No, that's fine. Number nine is panic attacks. Panic uh, attacks produce an intense, overwhelming sensation of fear that can be debilitating. Did I say that right? Debilitating. I had a really big panic attack at uni once. I had a big panic attack at the library one time. When was this? You didn't what? tell me about this. Right? Yes, I did. I did. I when did. Was I did. I did. I did. I did. I did. When, when uh, I got that bullshit phone call from Big Man, that one time. Which library was this? Was it in town? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I was getting told all that crazy shit that I needed to, huh? That I needed to like just yeah. That was that was a crazy one. That was too much. Some person. Yeah. That, <laughs> <laughs> I had a huge panic attack then. Mm. How did it feel like? It felt like, for me, it just felt like, ugh, it felt like everything was on 10. Mm. Like, mm. Ugh, it's hard to explain, like. Everything, everything. It just felt like everything was on 10. Like, I could mm. feel my heart and my jazz go. 
<laughs> yeah. I shouldn't be laughing. It's just, it's just super unpleasant. Yeah. Like, um, yeah, my one at uni was like, it was. I don't even know what the trigger was. I don't even think there was a trigger. But basically, I went to my lecture. We were all in studio for a seminar. We're just sitting there, and I was sitting on the table with my mates, and um, we were doing work. And everyone was just doing work. The teachers were just there. Like, it was like half empty, half not. I just sat there, and then it's like what you said, everything was on 10. And, like, my calves were so tense, and I was digging my nails into my thighs, like, really hard. And my friend, like, I think my face was going a bit grey as well. It was so weird. My friend was like, you, you don't look good, are you okay? And I was like, yeah, I'm fine. Because obviously that's just what you say, innit? <laughs> and then I was just trying to like go on the computer and stuff. And then I had that same feeling like I was going to pass out like I did in like, Saudi Arabia when I actually did pass out. Mm. And I was like, no, no, I need to go. So I started like drinking bear water. And then I was like, oh yeah, guys, I'm just going to leave. Because I thought I was just going to like pass out there and then or vomit or something. Quickly packed my bag. I went to the toilet and I literally I was just literally in the toilet, like pulling my hair. I was like, "What the fuck is going on? What the hell?" I had to just run out. I had to go home. Mm. It was I don't know, like it was like you can't explain it. Yeah, you can't. It's like you just you just start stuttering and it's just it's not rational. Like mm. this doesn't feel rational at all. It's, it's like you're outside yourself. Like, yeah, it's so strange. And yeah, like I've literally have you ever felt like you were there. And the room got smaller. Oh yeah. my days! The room, it literally yeah. for me, it looked yeah. like it was getting smaller. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, no, I need to get off it. I felt like I was in Stranger Things or some shit. Like, Yo, this might sound stupid. Yeah, but on. do you know that? Do you know that SpongeBob meme? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> with crab, with the whole like, yeah. like where all oh, my days. That's exactly the fish. <laughs> insane it was fucking insane i felt like yeah exactly i felt like i was a i was a crabby guy whatever his name is Fam. what pa- oh mr crab or patrick patrick no not pa- patrick the red one the crab mr crab yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> Fam. that was me that is the best visualization in my head it's like that me so when it's like oh when your lecture is blabbing and everyone's doing their work and you have no idea what's going on it's basically that meme but obviously on 10 because you're having a fucking panic attack yeah. <laughs> What's the next one? Alright, number That's a perfect meme, man. I'm so glad you said that. <laughs> number ten is avoiding social situations. Feeling anxious or fearful about upcoming social situations. Worried that you might be judged or scrutinized by others. Fearful of being embarrassed or humiliated in front of others. Avoiding certain social events because of these fears. No. No, I wouldn't say Surprisingly, so. Surprisingly, no. I think that's what that's a little bit weird for me too because I've never, even at uni, I never felt like I had to avoid social situations. I'd just say no. Mm. But that's just in my personality to do that. Yeah, even it's my personality. Even though, though like, yeah. I'm not, like, like talkative or it might seem like I'm shy, but I'd just say no. We're like, both quite reserved, I think. I yeah, think can be that's... mistaken that's... for social anxiety. Or We're being just shy, yeah. And I'm not shy either, are yeah. you shy? No. I'm not shy either. It's I just... think it can look like I'm, I'm socially anxious or I'm like, I just don't talk or I'm scared. I'm not. It's... I'm not scared. I'm quite confident, actually. It's just It's just sometimes I just don't want to talk. It's it? just been okay with not having to talk. I think mm. some people take that in the wrong way, mm. thinking that you're shy or like you're socially anxious. Like, or you're super, super introverted. Yeah, it's like, it's fine. I've, I find it fine just being in silence. 
I like that. Yeah, just like chill it's out. okay. Mm-hmm. I feel like when you're able to chill around people not say anything, that's mm-hmm. perfect. I quite like that about myself. I think that's one thing I'm really glad I don't have is the social part, mm. the social issues. I think that's, yeah, that's definitely a character thing. Like, I have no point, I have no problem talking to people. I have no problem just being around new people, new things. It's just if I had to pick, I'd just be like, oh, yeah, I kind of just want to like chill out today or I kind of just don't want to go out today. Like, mm. It's more meh, but it's not like a social thing, a social mm. anxiety thing, definitely not. Because I think it's just, I don't care. Why would I care about what other people think? They don't know shit. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like, and that's just it. More times it's like, uh, I know everyone thinks they're mature and they're more knowledgeable and all that shit, but genuinely I do think I'm hella intelligent emotionally. <laughs> I think I'm emotionally hella. Actually, I'm not gonna lie. Um, like recently, I don't know if it's due to just not being, a lot of people being out all the time or having the same interactions with people as I normally have. Mm. But the other day when I was coming here, um, my next door neighbor was just mowing their lawn and I just completely avoided them. What do you mean? Like, I just decided, like, I'm, I'm gonna walk the long way around so I wouldn't have to talk to them. And that's not something I usually do. And I'm, tr- I don't know if that's related to not having that interaction with anybody around my area for that long or something like that. But I just completely walked the long way around because I was like, mm, I don't want to say hi or talk to them today. Well, is it because you know that they're going to have some long chat with you? Yeah, well, I don't know. I just felt like I didn't want to. Maybe, because yeah. you're avoiding that interaction. Yeah, right? I, I definitely did avoid that interaction. I won't say that's like... enough to say you have social anxiety. You're probably just like, no, I can't be asked to do this motherfucker. Yeah, but usually I don't do that. I'm like, it's whatever. Probably because you just had enough in it. You just want to get out and have some fresh air and you time. Yeah, mm. yeah, maybe. Sometimes you need that, though. And you haven't had that a lot, obviously, being at home and stuff. Everybody, <laughs> everybody's at home. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> What's the next one? Uh, the last one is irrational fears. I don't know. You'd have to answer that one for me. Extreme fears about specific things, such as spiders in closed spaces or heights, could be a sign of a phobia. A phobia is defined as extreme anxiety or fear about a specific object or situation. The feeling is severe enough that it interferes with your ability to function normally. Some common phobias include animal phobia, natural environment phobia, blood injection, injury phobias, situational phobias, uh, agoraphobia. What's that? Using public... um, Agoraphobia is another phobia that involves fear of at least two of the following. Using public transportation... Being in open spaces, being in enclosed spaces, standing in line, or being in a crowd, being outside, or being outside of the home alone. Is that all of that agoraphobia? Uh, it includes what? Yeah, I think all of these are. Because I have a fear of closed spaces. I feel suffocated. I don't like it. Using public transportation? Mm, I don't. Uh, public transportation, I'm fine. So long as it's not packed, then these I don't are like just, these, closed spaces. These are just phobias, really. Yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't know what my phobia is. I was, oh no, do you know what it is? I just do know, that's silly. It's, um, I used to always have nightmares about octopus. Like, oh, what What do you call multiple? Actually, I'm sorry, what, but I have a phobia of octopus. What, do you, what do you call multiple octopus? Octopi? Octopuses? It's octopus. <laughs> Octopuses? <laughs> it's octopi, isn't it? Or some shit. Let's just pretend it's octopi. Go on, you're afraid of octopi? Yeah, I don't know why. 
But, I feel like but it's, I find it hard to say that's a phobia because let's say spiders, closed spaces, queues, public transport, they're everyday things, so you can say it's a phobia. But you're not coming across a fucking yeah, octopus on a daily true, basis. Yeah, that's true, That's true. I wouldn't want to be in the same room as just, a snake. That's not going to be a phobia. Oh, that's natural. okay. Do you know what I mean? Like, I mean, how can you say octopus? <laughs> Have you ever seen an octopus in your life? You're so weird. I don't know. Feral snails, that's fair because I see them. It's an everyday thing. What's an everyday thing? I don't know. Mmm... I wouldn't even really say I'm afraid of heights because I'm not. I don't know what your phobia is. I actually don't. I like I like spiders. We're gonna have to. We're gonna have I to. I like snails. Them. You find that disgusting. Yeah, you think they're cute. That's I some think weird shit. Snails are cute. That though. is so weird. With their little shells on their back. That is, that is so cute. Weird. <laughs> <laughs> that is weird as fuck. It's like the closest thing to a ninja turtle is a snail. Oh my god, are you for real? When you think about it, like. Well, a ninja turtle, the turtles, how do you know? The closest thing to a ninja turtle is a fucking, fucking turtle. <laughs> <laughs> You're actually silly. Did you just think it was some fanatical animal or something? <laughs> yeah, actually real. T- turtles aren't green, though. I don't know what colour they are, but they are near enough green, yeah. Like a brown green, green, kind of. They are swim. They, so they, says what? Are they turtles green, swim, I swear. Are they green snails? No, snails are like brown. They're brown. Well, there might be a green snail in the Amazon. We don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, there We're is. We're getting sidetracked. We need to continue. Oh, okay, 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 okay. <laughs> um, yeah, that's it. Irrational fears. I, I don't think I've got any irrational fears. Well, that was a, number 11? Yeah, as a phobia okay. or anything like that. So, oh, yeah, that's, that's all 11. Okay. How many of those symptoms do I have? I'd say if we went through it again, so excessive worrying, definitely. Yeah. Uh, feeling agitated, definitely. Yeah. Uh, restlessness, yes. Mm-hmm. Fatigue, hundred percent. Difficulty concentrating, hundred percent. Mm-hmm. Um, irritability. I wouldn't really say so. You think so bad? I, I would, was, but I've gotten better. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say mm-hmm. you have. Uh, tense muscles, yes. Trouble falling asleep. Yes, panic attacks not frequently. No, not frequently. Um, I think those are very situations. Avoiding social situations, no. So which ones don't I have? Which so you don't have? have irrational fears. No. Oh, Germany. actually, do you have irrational fears? I do, but I don't think they're on a high. No, would you consider that as something? So irritability, you'd say it's no. Irrational fears, you'd say it's no. Uh, I what? I did have a lot of irritability there. I just I don't always voice it. Oh, okay. Mm. Avoiding social situations. So probably the rational fears and the social situation ones, no. Uh, panic attacks, not really. Uh, I wouldn't say it no. as frequently. No. I think those are more situational. Um, so pretty much almost all of them. Apart from four. Mm. The last three, four. Seven uh, out of eleven. Said, they're just I've experienced them, but just not on a high. Seven out of eleven. For me, I'd say excessive worrying, no. Feeling agitated, yes. <laughs> Restlessness, no. Uh, fatigue, no. Um, difficulty, difficulty concentrating. And in the past, yes, but now, no. Um, irritability, yes. Tense muscles, no, no, no. no. <laughs> Trouble falling asleep or staying asleep, no. Panic attacks, really, I can't. Say that avoiding social situations, I'd say definitely more than you, but no. Yeah. No. 
You, I'd say it was a no. No, it's not. No, you don't avoid social situations. Irrational fears, no. So what's that? Three out of eleven. Yeah. Two or three out of eleven. Yeah. Yeah. yeah pretty good. So I wouldn't. I wouldn't really say if I was. We should do another uh, chat about possibilities and or how to cure it and stuff. Yeah, maybe a different or a different topic on something yeah. else that. Yeah. That might be worth talking about. Yeah. All right, we're gonna wrap this one out. Up. Can I even speak? Oh my god, when you speak for a long period of time, I actually can't speak. All right, we're gonna wrap this one up. Thank you for listening. If you got it this far, if you've made it this far. <laughs> Sorry, I've actually got a piercing on my mouth, so it's a bit difficult for me to talk. <laughs> All right. Thank you for listening, and we will catch you on the next one. Bye. Peace.